0: Hey guys, before we get started today, I have some exciting news. I am so pumped. I just got this amazing masterclass approved by the International Coach Federation for continuing education credits. This 11-week course is called the Spitfire Masterclass, How to Activate Empowered Leaders and Teams, and it steps you through the eight modules that are essential for helping you identify your specific leadership voice, how to get through those blockers to your success, those internal critics, those limiting beliefs, the things that are holding you back in resentment, and it gives you the tools to create a plan of implementation, action, and accountability while building an amazing network of like-minded professionals. We are currently enrolling, so if you are interested, you don't have to be a coach, but if you are, you can get up to 34 continuing education credits. Holy crap, 17 of those are core competencies. If you're a leader, if you're a small business owner, this is perfect for you. In fact, the more diverse we are, the more perspective we're gonna gain. So if you are interested, head on over to spitfireleader.com You can see all of the course schedule, what's covered in it. In fact, you'll get a 130-page workbook that will allow you to work side-by-side in all of our courses. We're going to do live coaching, and at the end, you are going to get complimentary mentoring sessions or strategy sessions, whatever you prefer, included. How awesome is that? So head on over to SpitfireLeader.com and fill out the application. Who knows what'll happen? You might just start spitting some fire. What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lemonion, the Spitfire Coach, here to give you some tips, tricks, processes, procedures, all the things that are going to help you feel more empowered, more awesome, and to allow you to have that trickle effect with everyone you come across. It doesn't matter if you are a boss, if you're a vice president, if you're a small business owner, or if you are a head of household. We all have leadership abilities. We all have access to empower and influence other people. So I'm here to help you pay attention to the things that matter most, not the distractions, not the crap on social media, but the things that matter most to you, to your family, to your community. And today we are talking about how to make meetings more efficient. Now, if you're a head of hustle, you're like, why are you talking about this? Well, Believe it or not, there are universal principles between every time we sit down to have a conversation, whether we are at home or in the office, or if we are in our home office, which is more likely the case now more than ever. Some of us have returned to our office, but a large percentage of people who are still lucky enough to have jobs are working from home. And so today I was inspired to talk about this topic because of a client session that I just had earlier today. And we were talking about how meetings tend to take forever. We feel this need to invite everyone. We want everyone to feel included, everyone to feel like they're in the know, but we may be inadvertently wasting people's time. We may be inviting them to things that don't matter. So I asked my client, so what is your goal in having these meetings? And she's like, well, I want people to feel informed and I want us to have the ability to collaborate. So what does collaborate mean? Well, it means when we work together to create ideas, which is great in theory. And I want to add an additional word to this because anytime we just take a word for face value, we can have different interpretations of what they mean. To me, collaborating is super fun. I know that I'm going to be in a space of playing, of creating, of bouncing ideas back and forth, but for other people, it makes them feel like those forced group projects in school, you know what I mean, where like you always get stuck with a kid who never does any work, and you end up having to stay up till midnight the night before to make sure everything is is put together. You know what I'm talking about. You probably were that person who was doing the extra work. So the word that I want to insert, that little carrot up between in front of collaboration is the word intentional now what does that mean it means that we have a specific objective a specific purpose for the reason why we are collaborating when we have intentional collaboration we can hyper focus on the things that matter most Meaning, what are the values, what is the mission, what is that ultimate line of vision that we are trying to accomplish? Why are we doing things? If we just say we're collaborating for the sake of collaborating, that might be super exciting once in a while, but it's going to burn people out because people need to know what is expected of them. If we don't have shared expectations and agreements, then we're all kind of floating around assuming. And assuming is a gateway drug for excuses, frustration, anxiety, worry, and anger. When we don't know where we stand, when we don't know what's expected of us, our brain tries to fill in the blanks. So the clearer you are on the agenda, on the specific items within the agenda, who's responsible, why people are involved, it gives people a clearer compass on why they're involved in the process. And it also allows you to emerge as a leader, not to have the answer, not to have the fix it solution, but to steer the conversation when it starts to to do those nice little dips and twists. And one of the topics that came up in addition to this conversation was this idea of dwelling. When people feel strong emotions in meetings, they want one of two things, and sometimes both, to feel seen and heard. But what ends up happening is they start telling these long-winded stories of, I'm so frustrated, I'm so worried, I don't know what's going to happen, this never works, blah, 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 blah. And if we are not in the driver's seat of this conversation, if we are not running the agenda, this person is going to take it over. They're going to drive them. They're going to drive the meeting down the cliff, or as what we like to call the dwell well. That's right. When we go in the deep well of the storytelling, of the drama, of the excuses, of the past hurt, all that stuff. These are all resentments that pop up. And there is a time and a place to deal with it, but it is not in that sacred time of the meeting. And that's why you need to be very clear about your agenda and your objectives. Because if you are not in alignment with everyone that's on there, then you're going to have a lot of people going in different directions, which is going to take a lot of time to bring people together. So the clearer you are, the more you can communicate it, the more consistent your messaging is, and the more there are consequences. Meaning, if someone goes off, you remind them, hey, we're focusing on this. And if they do it again, then you say, you know what, we're gonna talk about this offline. What people are signaling is they want to feel their voices are being heard and it's not even about the story. You don't need to feel their pain. You don't need to go down that that rabbit hole of of gloom and doom. You don't have to feel it more intensely. In fact, you just need to acknowledge that they're having that experience and more often than not, that is enough to allow that energy to release. But you will encounter that there are people who are stuck in this energy, who just want to stir the pot, who want to get a reaction. This is what that energy wants. So the more that you can hold your line in your space as a leader and say, you know what, here's what we're accomplishing. I understand that you want to talk about this. And we're going we're gonna to come back to that, or we're going to have an additional call about this, or I'm going to follow up with you. And you need to keep your word on that. But if you give it more energy, if you allow them to take up more space than you want to give it, then you are giving your power away. So understand when you feel like things are starting to go out of your zone and it starts to create a transference of power or when you are able to steer it back and this isn't about you just being the only person talking but about understanding how the energy changes in the group. You can tell in body language in when people are engaged or not if they're kind of slumping their shoulders if they're rolling their eyes if they're if they're doing little sighs like here we go again here goes joe spouting off about who knows what again great uh or if you notice that there's someone that's not speaking up but has something to say it's up to you to say hey you know what we worked on this what do you think about this or can we talk about this offline you as the person who is organizing the meeting, who is setting the agenda, is in charge of making sure that there is relevance for each person that is attending. Even if that relevance is, I think this would be really important for you to know what's going on. But every person needs to know what is my role here? What is my section? So if you have an agenda and you have items, Maybe next to each item, put a person who's responsible and what is their action item? Are they going to give a status report on something? Are they going to research something ahead of time? Are they going to come up with a list of questions? The more pre-planning and proactivity you have here, the more in control you're going to be because you've thought of all of the gaps. You've thought of all of these potential like detours that your meeting can go on. So imagine that you're in a car. You're all cruising down the lane. You can all be in the same car, or people can drive alongside you, but not every person needs to be on every journey. Not every person needs to be on every trip. You can tell them about it. You can show them. You can give them updates, but time is precious right now. We are all experiencing some level of Zoom fatigue, of meeting fatigue, of whatever, but the more intentional we are with people's usage of time, the more we are honoring them. We're honoring them as an asset instead of just as a resource. We are not commodities here. We are real people with real emotions, and the more that we can feel seen and heard, we can allow other people to feel seen and heard, and it becomes a ripple out effect. So I encourage you to be very conscious, very intentional, very deliberate in the meetings that you're setting, the frequency, who you're inviting, what you're talking about, and keeping up to date in your notes. Make sure that you're keeping people accountable, including yourself, because the more that we honor our word, the more that we are consistent with ourselves, the more that it sets that expectation for other people. They know where we stand and they know how they need to show up in order to have the fun with us. So I hope this was super helpful. I hope that you can take some of these things and implement it into what you're doing every day. If you have ideas, questions for the podcast, feel free to hit me up, lauren at spitfirecoach.com, and you guys keep being awesome.